Media host and producer of World Music Views, J.R. Watkins, will be taking his exclusive interviews online with the World Music Views podcast. The show that is also aired on TVJ's Entertainment Report will transform into full-length interviews with a number of dance hall and reggae greats. YouTube certainly validated music consumption in the Caribbean community. World Music Views podcast is now available on all streaming platforms. The following contains adult language, content, and description of actions that may not be suitable for all ages. Listener discretion is advised. I am Shush, and you are watching World Music Views. So, welcome to World Music Views. Shit, Ligus. Is your last name Ligus? Ligus, yeah, but well, it's now Starkey, but uh, it's Shish Ligus. Shish, look, that's your original. Where, where did that name come from? Shish or, the, or my last name? No, the, both of them. Like, where did Shish come uh, from? How did you get your name? I, uh, because I don't shut up, basically. I mean, my, my given name is Shana, um, and then when I was in art school, um, a friend of mine just started uh, shortened it to shush because you know I was I'd often say inappropriate things at inappropriate moments, um, and that kind of stuck. <laughs> stuck. I never really stopped doing that, and so the name stuck. Um, and now it feels more natural to be called shush than Shana. Um, so it's. I think even my like even my parents sometimes call me shush. But it, it's always, I always feel like when I'm being, being called Shana that I'm like, I'm going to get into trouble in some, in some form. So you grew up in Australia. Tell me about that. I, I did. I grew up in a place called, I grew up in, um, I was born up in a place called Byron Bay, um, which uh, is kind of, it's quite famous now. Um, as a like a holiday that is basically paradise. It's very similar to Jamaica with the rainforest and the and the beach and the ocean and um, and just the kind of relaxed vibe of it. Um, and they do. There's a real kind of creative community up there. Um, it's. I mean, they've now. It's now gone. You know, blockbuster and people like the Helmsworths have bought property there. Zac Efron. It's basically turned into a version of Hollywood um, because they've they filmed Pirates of the Caribbean to stop the road and all of this sort of stuff. So, but that was where I grew up um, there between there and um, Bondi Beach in Sydney. Um, but my and so my formative years were spent in the ocean and um, and you know and also. They have festivals there. Um, there's a, there's um, one called Byron Bay Blues Festival, which I think that um, the obviously it's the, a different lineup with the Whalers, but I'm pretty sure they played there a few years ago, um, and it has huge acts going through there. Um, and then in with you know I was lucky enough that my dad was was um, a music photographer so growing up um, I would go to all of the gigs um, just basically I would get grounded and then get taken out to go to to a, a music concert so that kind of shifted my my kind of um, 
um, a relationship with authority, as it were. But um, but they but because my dad was on the dole with UB for my dad. My both my parents are English, but I was born in Australia. But my dad is from Birmingham. Um, he was on the dole with UB40. <clears throat> so, and he very nearly became a member of UB40, but became a photographer instead. And so every time they would come out to Australia, we would link up and they were basically like my godparents. Um, and, you know, by losing Astro recently was, was tough. I mean, I hadn't seen him for a long time. We'd communicated about doing some music together um, with him and Ali um, uh, for the Euro project and uh, it didn't end up happening, which unfortunately. Um, but, yeah, but you went to was, you, you went to you went to art school, right? I want to deal with Australia leaving and going into to England to where uh -huh. you you went to art school to do art to do art. Yeah, I did. I won. Um, I I won a prize. Uh, I came first in the state for art when I finished high school, and when I was, I did this weird kind of um, thing with high school where I did a degree at the same time as doing my high school certificate. Um, I got a degree in media and entertainment and majored in stage lighting. And so I had kind of already gone, I combined uni with high school at the same time and then went straight to another university. Um, and so that, that <laughs> I spent more time kind of, you know, experiencing life than actually going to art school um, and kind of I joined bands and we played around we played around Sydney a lot and then um, and then I made my way over to England um, after I met had met Zach in Australia um, and then we linked up um, I, I went to LA and he was doing the Oasis records and on my way to England. And then um, we ended up forming a band together and the rest is history, really. The band is called the Penguins? That was Penguins, yeah, Penguins and Penguins Rising. Um, and it's, we've had quite, Zach plays the guitar in, in that like he does with most of the records that we do here in Jamaica. Um, and then, and we had something like 11 drummers come through. <laughs> it was a lot, but they're big shoes to fill. And then we changed the name to Shush. Um, and we did this, the, this record Issues, which was um, a covers record that we did for Teenage Cancer Trust, and which is kind of what ended up bringing us here to Jamaica in the first place. And, um, uh, which was incredible doing Get Up, Stand Up with Sandra and Fully from the original Word, Sand and Power and Soul Syndicate. Um, and we basically never left. But I had my own deal, or Shush the band had its own deal with BMG as an artist. Um, and we put a single out and, you know, did a tour of Australia with, uh, an Australian band, an English band called Primal Scream, and um, Liam Gallagher, who's the lead singer of Oasis, and did a load of gigs. 
And also in that year we had moved to um, New Orleans for six weeks and done something like 15 gigs in in that, like, no, hang on, that was Austin. But we started in New Orleans and we played like with Cyril Neville and um, we did a session with Ivan Neville from the Neville Brothers and the Meters. And um, and by the end of it, like, we started play by playing these really dodgy little clubs. And um, by the end of it, we made it to Bourbon Street and we were playing, we did a gig with um, Zigaboo and George Porter Jr. Um, so that was kind of, you know, that was quite gladiatorial, let's say, um, on this, like to be on stage. The, I mean, it was a massive honor, but it's also kind of like, you really have to be able to hold your ground with when you're playing with musicians of that sort of caliber. Um, and, you know, it can be quite intimidating. But um, I think that really prepared us for um, when we came, then came to Jamaica to do this, to do, play at the Peter Tosh thing, um, was because we had kind of, you know, uh, cut our teeth with, um, you know, a few months prior being thrown in the deep end in the New Orleans scene. It kind of, we were able to hold our own with, you know, or at least kind of um, float with the legs going massively crazy underneath the water um, with, you know, all of the musicians that we played with. We, we worked with the, um, with the original rhythm sections. So with the, with the Sex Pistols, for example, um, that was the first and only time that Paul Cook and Glenn Matlock, who was the original bass player before Sid Vicious, Paul Cook was the drummer, and um, it's the first and only time that they have played together outside of the Sex Pistols. Um, and so for them to kind of come together and play again was was um, really quite something. And we called the Shush Pistols and we did a few gigs and, and it was, you know, as soon as they played, as soon as they switched on, it was, it was the Sex Pistols. It was incredible. Um, so you literally the, worked with the Sex Pistols and and the rock. Really, yeah, and the yeah. And we, the guy who produced it, um, was I think it was his name, Chris Kimsey, and he ha was the guy who had originally produced the Sex Pistols. So, um, and on the Rutch session, I believe it was Youth who produced it. Um, and uh, we did an, a one with Amy Winehouse's band, who I think it was Ian Brody. No, that was Youth who produced it. But we worked with a load of different producers, a load of different bands. And the way that we, you know, and we were giving the proceeds were going to Teen Cancer Trust. Um, but we were putting it out through, we didn't have a, 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 a label um deal at the time so we were putting it out through a, we had distribution through an online source that then turned out to be a bit sketchy um and so okay. i think that was that was the issue so that, is that why the album has not been out as yet it has been out it has been out, it's been out. It, that's that's how um that's how it we ended up being uh invited to play at the peter tosh foundation okay uh, okay 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 from that album mm -hmm. um, 
I saw I saw a performance of you doing get up stand up. Um, the 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 full wood of Peter Tosh, word, sound, and power. Yeah, uh, your voice is exceptional. It it's uh, just, and and Zach that, told you, you did it in one take. Ah, well, we'll say about that. I mean, I can't remember. It's a a long time ago, and I've had a kid since then, so I don't remember a lot of things. When was um, it? When did that, you do that? I think it was twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen, maybe. I mean, it was very. That was really intimidating. Um, I mean, that was that was prior to New Orleans, so that was because with the other bands who we had done previously, we had a relationship with the people who we were doing with, and you know, we either knew them from before or we'd worked with them. Whereas with um, with with um, fully and forward and Santa Davis, that kind of just happened so quickly it was we were doing a different session um and then the next day um we were doing get up stand up and it was you know with these with these living legends and it's also such a powerful and provocative song um that we really you know to to you want to handle with care you know and and respect and and kind of it's almost like sacrilegious if you if you if you mess something like that up um so there was that we were very kind of conscious of you know honoring and respecting um the 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 message and the performance behind but like that came before of the original and of the peter tosh version um who helped write it so it is still the, orig the original, but just like a remix, as it were. But um, so, so how did you guys fall in love with Jamaica? Yeah, you come here, but how can you not fall in love with Jamaica? I think is the question. I mean, I think that it's there's so much going for it, Jamaica. You know, there's there's I think. It's probably one of the only places on the planet that when you say the word Jamaica, you know, it represents so much. It represents music, it represents religion, it represents food, it represents um, fashion, you know, there are the amount of talent that, it, uh, that is here is, is second to none in the world for such a small island to have such a huge global impact is is incredible um and i think it really i think it's finally um you know i think that it's 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 underrated and it's um and it needs to be celebrated and respected um a lot more than it than it is in the realms of hip-hop and rock and roll and you know and fashion and food it, all of it you know i think it really needs to and i think that it there is now globally there seems to be a, an awakening to ha like oh hang on a minute this has been inspiring us for years you know like you know we've got the picture of bob behind you i mean i think what chris did what chris blackboard did with bob 
marketing him as a rock star, not just a reggae star, was a very clever thing to do in, in, to kind of bring it to a wider audience. Um, and, you know, and obviously there's Grace Jones, who is a global superstar and icon um, on the disco, like on the disco kind of element of things. Um, but, you know, there's just, there's everything here. There's, there's, there's music, there's food, there's coffee. Like the coffee here is incredible. Chocolate. It's, you know, the people, the vibe, it's, it's incredible. And I think as well, when you look at what's going on in, in the rest of the world, um, I feel, I feel much safer in Jamaica than I do in America or, or even England. Um, because it's, it's messed up out there. <laughs> in terms of the music, right? What do you think about the current music that's being released out of Jamaica, the dance or trap vibe? I mean, I think that there seems to be, I, I like, a, I, I like, I like it. I think that there seems to be a bit of a roots revival happening with, you know, Chronics and Protégé and Coffee and Leela. It's kind of, I mean, it's, it's, it, and Jesse Royal, um, I mean, there's so many young artists who are kind of who are bringing that element back into the into the music, um, and it's not just purely electronic. But I think that there's a few there's there's also like a fusion happening um, where it's it's modern. It doesn't just sound like they're only just trying to recreate the sounds of the past. It's there's, it's moving forward. Um, so I'm into it. I, I'm all for it. I think that um, it just it just needs to be heard by more more people. And I think more people's ears are, are opening up. I mean, the whole thing with Afrobeat blowing up, how it has now. I mean, you know, Justin Bieber's done a, an Afrobeat song. I think that can, you can safely say it's crossed over. <laughs> when a guy does it, um, and now there's this Ed Sheeran tune coming out. Um, Shauna. Shauna, yeah. So I think that it's 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 stepping up on a global scale, and it's not just a niche market. Um, it's so much more. So the the music you're making now is on the mm -hmm. Trojan Jamaica, which is a uh, a derivative of the original Trojan. It's a license of the name. Um, we, we, um, well, what we did was we licensed the name because we both had distribution through BMG. Um, and so... As in you and Zach had distribution? No, no. Tro Trojan original, to be a tro uh, Trojan catalogue, is owned by BMG and distributed by BMG. Who also, which is the major, a major record label, like along the line, there's Universal, BMG, Sony, Columbia, um, Warner, pardon, Warner's exactly. They, that you know, the big monster companies, and then they have their, then they have their kind of subsidiaries. And so we, so BMG owned Trojan, and we had a dis, 
distribution deal through BMG, so we were able to license the name Trojan, but we made Trojan Jamaica. It's a separate a separate entity um, because a lot of the older artists that we were working with had been on um, the original Trojan, and we wanted to kind of give it back to them in a way. Um, and so, and which is something that they were all uh, uh, wholeheartedly into. Um, but now we are moving forward with um, a new, uh, but so the records that we put out, like the Toots and the Matals record, the Uroy record, the Red, Gold, Green and Blue, and the remix of that, that was all Trojan Jamaica. Uh, but now moving forward, we're going to be operating as um, as a new entity. Which is a different label? It's a different label. It's more um, of a production company than, than, a, than an actual record label. Um, What's it called? Jamaica Sound System. Um, Jamaica Sound System, which we... Uh, we have uh, we did a collaboration with a headphone company called uh, Meet, which is uh, called Meet the Meters Headphones. Um, yeah. So from Trojan Jamaica, we gave birth to Jamaica's Sound System, um, which is a derivative, which is a, basically a production company. Um, because we've been so, we basically produce, as well as running Trojan Jamaica, we produce a lot or co-produced pretty much everything, the, the music that was made, whether it was with Youth or Sly and Robbie or Toots. I mean, Toots produced a lot of um, the, the music that he had already done for Got To Be Tough. Um, we just kind of helped by going in and, you know, tweaking it. Um, so, uh, but with, with um, we still have loads of, um, of, of material with people like um, Cecile and Tanya Stevens and, and Big Youth and um, Jesse and, and we're still kind of wanting to make new music as well. Um, and, and release it. So, so that would be done under uh, Jamaica Sound System. I want to get into like, what's your now contribution to Jamaica's music ecosystem? What's your commitment to reggae like? I mean, unwavering, I suppose. I mean, you know, we, we try to, um, with 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 the records that we made, um, you know, we used pretty much all Jamaican art like artists. When we built the studio that we had, we used all, a, a full Jamaican team. Um, I mean, we have we have um, you know people like David Sardi um, mixing mix things in LA um, to give it a kind of tougher or the, or the toughest kind of a rock and roll edge. That you can, because he he mixed, you know, um, he's a producer who worked with Oasis. He just did the Who album. Um, but you know, we 
very much believe in the music of Jamaica, and we really, um, we really think that you know that it needs to ha have a global platform. And I, and as I say, I really think that the world is is kind of waking up on like on a bigger scale to that. Um, but that's that's always been our kind of our goal is to um you know get a get on the roof shout it from the rooftops and you know listen to this music it's really good it's not a niche market um yeah. you know and just kind of try to carry on doing that as much as we can um and but you know, it, as I say, it is we've worked with some some of the giants of Jamaican music um, who unfortunately are no longer with us, like Uroy and Toots and Robbie Shakespeare. Um, you know, so we've been really blessed in in being able to have have had that experience. Um, that was always our mission was to kind of give these guys a global platform and you know and it was it was really sad that you know i mean it's heartbreaking that when when toots passed you know then the record went to number one all around the world um and obviously won the grammy um and the fact that he wasn't able to kind of have that victory lap um you know but he was still he did such a like he was so he was doing loads of press for it um with like vogue and new york times and interview magazine and all of these really kind of you know <clears throat> um mainstream media outlets um and so and so he was able to see the love that the world still had for him has for him and as and the world was able to see that he still had the talent to produce great music you know he he'd obviously he'd written such classics like funky kingston and 5446 and bam bam and all of that kind of those his kind of original the original two songs but to be able to show that he still had such great writing skills and performing skills, I think was was brilliant for the world to see. Um, and but it was just really it was bittersweet because he, I mean, he knew what the love he was getting back already from from these interviews and in the press and stuff like that, but that he wasn't able to experience it when when he, they go and collect the Grammy and, you know, and tour the album because that's where he really came alive, was on stage, you know. Um, and and the same with Uroy. We did we did a tour with, we took Uroy to Brazil at the beginning of 2020 um, and we did a tour there with him. And there's, and I mean, the, the crowds in South America are just crazy, like, crazy big um i think we did one gig where there was like 250,000 people in in the streets and um and another one in in salvador where it's 100,000 people and these people like re reggae market in brazil is massive massive um 
and there were people coming and holding old copies of Uroy's vinyls to like holding them up, dancing as he's whilst he was toasting. Um, and I think, and then asking him to sign them and do all of that sort of stuff. And so I think for in on, like on the opposite end of the scale of Toots not being able to have done the tour and seen the um, the love from the crowds, Uroy was able to see the tour, do the tour and see, or, or at least a small tour, but to so many people and see all of these people and young people old people like you know they they're all they're all he, he he's multi-generational you know and they were in the he dancing um and and him to be able to see that from all these years later that his legacy was still alive and kicking um was was a beautiful thing but then you know the fact that and he passed um before the record was able to we were just getting ready to put his record out when 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 he passed away and um you know there was so many like messages and posts of condolences from people across the board you know from in, in hip hop and, and and the music world, but then also like Jim Jamoosh, the filmmaker, who you would never have expected to, you know, um, um, be a Uroy fan, you know, or be kind of plugged into that scene because it's so far removed from what he usually does. But but there it was this global outpouring of love and respect respect on across the board um and it just it was again it was heartbreaking that it took him having to pass away for 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 the for this for the for people to kind of go to, for him to become relevant not relevant but that he wasn't able to see that um and that he wasn't able to experience the great reviews that his record got and you know and and tour it and and have his victory lap as well how would you define your musical sound now coming out of jamaica sound system and children jamaica like a simple definition of it what would it be that's difficult um i mean i would say that we we try to do modern roots rock reggae, um, but it's um, you know we kind of yeah modern roots rock reggae I guess I don't know it's um, future dub I mean we have a lot we like we're very influenced by dub we work with scientists a lot um, uh, so schizophrenic maybe <laughs> um like there's just there's just there's there's a lot of um there's a lot of of different angles um so yeah i would say modern roots rock reggae with house music coming back do you think you'll get into that with beyonce and drake dropping house 
Well, I mean, we we for for the last the, for the last single that we did for Trojan Jamaica, um, and which was the U, which was Uroy Shaggy, Rule the Nation, was a Groove Armada remix. So we've 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 already, we're already there, babe. Which you know, Groove Armada were massive um, dance music and still are. And if I haven't have had a cute career like spanning over tw like twenty years, so so yes, I would say that we are definitely onto the house music dance tip because we've already we already did it. Check it out: the Groove Armada remix of Shaggy and You Roy Rule the Nation. What are you working on next? And next, we have a few different projects in the pipeline. Um, that I can't really um, divulge uh, full details, but there's some there's some some exciting things on the horizon. And as mommy to Luna, the superstar of the room, how are you managing and balancing mommy yeah. with and music and all of that? I'm not. <laughs> um, um, I mean, the thing, the great thing about Luna is that she's a very musical child. Um, and, you know, we've traveled around the world with her now um, and she, we've ta always taken her into the studio with us and she loves it. You know, she's, you know, she's, um, she is our kind of compass uh, sometimes. Her, her legs start bouncing, but because we have a studio in England, we've been, which we would, you know, we were working when I was pregnant and, we, when she was, we kept like, we'd been home from the hospital like three days and we were back in the studio um, and she was in there with us. So it's kind of, it's, it's always been around her um, and she is just alive with it. You know, she, it, it's, 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 I think it makes her feel, it's, she, she feels really comfortable in that environment um, and because that's, that's all she's known. Um, and so we're really lucky that we've got such a groovy baby. My last question is, tell me your top five reggae dancehall acts. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. There's too, too many. Too many to, too, too many to list. I mean, Hard it would have five. to be Toots, Sly and Robbie. Um, uh, I really like Chronics, um, Leela, uh, Coffee, Jada Kingdom, Spice, Jesse Royal, Sly and Robbie. I think I've already said that one. Big Youth, um, Cecile, Tanya Stevens, um, Rygan King. Uh, I really like Black Hero. Um, I don't know. Who else we got? Burning Spear. You know, it just the list goes on. Vibes Cartel. Are you here on Vibes Cartel? Yeah, man. Mm -hmm. 